Welcome to Let Me Speak to Your Manager. What up, Lynx? Why are you laughing at me? No comment. What up? Buenas noches, people. I'm Nick. And I am DJ Lynx. I'm sure you have missed us. and I don't think they mixed us. I think they gave up on us. I don't us. think they mixed us either. I think they missed us. I don't think they missed Take us. Take that shot, I think people. they gave up on us. I've had people threaten me. It's been a while since anybody threatened. People just no, gave up. No, it's been a while since I told you that they, they said, oh, we don't me. do no podcast no more. They started it and they quit. Yeah, so I'm sorry for the hiatus. Um, niggas be drunk and recovering on Sunday. We've got to get our lives back together. Um, I did a bit of traveling and then I went on a bougie boat ride. Shout out to all my Howard niggas out there. Um, so, you know, we weren't recording according to schedule and we're going to try to get back on track. Are we going to try to get back on track or are we going to get back on track? I mean, I don't like your tone. I'm sorry. I have to be forceful. It has nothing to do with being forceful. It has, it's very accusatory and you act like you had nothing to do with it because we've had opportunities. Oh no, no. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, you did. We've had opportunities to record and like, can we record tomorrow? And then we don't record the next day. So don't sit up here and act like it's all me. Don't do it. I will not be thrown into that bus. You're under it. No, I'm not. I've admitted to my transgressions. What have you done? I've been here. My brother just asked if we can get through an intro to the show without arguing. My bad, bro, dad. We got a lot to talk about this week. Yeah. And I got a lot to be mad about. We probably should have had dinner before we did this. I always should have dinner before I record. All right. So this is going to be a late one. Oh, my. I've got to burn extra calories at the gym tomorrow. We're going to be eating really late. Yeah. Your mama. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can make decisions as well. Don't sit up. Stop throwing me under that bus. We're not listen, doing that As today. a husband, I'm just saying, there's a lot of husbands out of here who go through the same shit. You ask these questions and then, listen, people, let's get to this podcast. <laughs> Okay, so this week we're opening up with Streets is Watching, formerly known as In These Streets. Um, this is a hip-hop comedy husband and wife. I don't know what the fuck it is. But Streets is Watching was more pertinent to what it is that we do. So, L.A. Reid stepped down from Epic Records because he was accused of sexual harassment by an assistant. What's funny is that I knew that he was stepping down. I didn't knew I didn't know that that was the reason why he was stepping down. That came I guess a little little bit after him making the announcement that he was going to step down. That's um unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Um I pray to God that it isn't true. But then again, if it is, I just I hope it doesn't spiral into a Bill Cosby situation where there are a bunch more accusers that come forward. I, I don't want it to open up that bag. That tends to happen. There's honestly a. I could imagine how many people would have this same story when we're talking about the industry, and none of these things have come forward because you know a lot of times people's careers. And being blackballed and things like that are way more important than these topics. And these things tend to come out so much later in people's lives. So 
I could imagine how many people might come forward for L.A. Reid because if it came out on Russell Simmons, I could imagine how long the list is. If it came out for Lee Cohen, same thing. I want to know if I, I didn't read the story in its entirety, but I want to know if any well, if someone does come forward, I want to know if it was during the time that he was with Pebbles. Because you got to remember, Pebbles had the accusation that Chili was actually sleeping with L.A. Reid. Mm. Well, anybody that says all lives matter will fuck around and um, will fuck around and um, have an affair. Mm, I don't know. It seems like the type. they portrayed her as pretty loose in the movie. Did they? Mm-hmm. I wasn't even paying attention. Who played Left Eye? I mean, um, um, Kiki Palmer. Did she? She had the baby hair and all that. I mean, she had a baby hair lace front. Oh, so she looked like every bitch on Instagram. But yeah, they portrayed her as pretty loose. Um, but yeah, fuck her. Um, Monique told Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah Winfrey to suck her dick because she feels that they have blackballed her in the film industry. First of all, I'm curious about what Monique's dick looks like. It's probably rubber, and she wears it all day. TMI. That's it. No more. That oh. was a rhetorical. Well, you should have said rhetorically. Who says that? That's the point of a rhetorical. Never mind. Oh, you asked a question, and I answered. She got one of those young AMA dicks in her pants. No, thank you. Um, but it was a comedy special. Well, not a com- not a comedy special. She was out performing comedy. She was doing a stand up. She was doing a stand up. But she so. sat down and gave an interview to TMZ saying that she doesn't take it back. No, and why should she? A lot of comedy comes from the truth, and she has. That's been... actually what she said. Did you watch it? No. She said that we love Richard Pryor, and why do we love him? Because he told the truth. My thing is, I think maybe she should humble herself a little more because she's won an Oscar only because she was in a Lee Daniel film. I don't. I don't think this is going to help her any. If the rumor is that she's difficult to work with, you telling directors and executives to suck your dick doesn't make you seem any more easy to work with. Word. You need um, Nia Long publicist to be in your corner just to be able to fix these things because Nia Long keeps getting jobs and supposedly she's hard to work with. I know you're going to come out and say she's a terrible actress. I wasn't. I wasn't going to say anything about that. What I was going to say is... Nia Long is a totally different story. I've only heard one account of her being difficult to work with, and that was on Empire. So that's not something that's been a running thing. (coughs) Monique says that, you know, the three of them are spreading these rumors about her. And you coming out and telling someone to suck your dick as a woman doesn't make it seem any less complicated or any... it, It just doesn't seem like people want to work with you. Monique. You're a very talented, very talented um, comedian. Just do that. Just do that. You can kick all their names in the dirt in your stand-up. Don't worry about being blackballed if you can tell these fucking jokes. But see, that's the thing. I think she still wants to be in the film industry, and she's literally putting her foot in her mouth. The more she speaks about being blackballed, the more people are looking at her crazy. Yeah, whenever you go out and publicly say that you're blackballed, that's kind of now it's really in the atmosphere and people are running with that. You're blackballed. We're not fucking with you. So even though you might have not been blackballed or you have been blackballed, 
that black ball, like it doesn't reach everybody. But when you're coming out and you're saying it, people go out and do the research and say, why would she think she's being blackballed? And then all the stories come up about how you high maintenance and all these other things. But again, Monique probably went into all these situations with the mindset that I had a show on UPN for all these years and I was and we'd put up hella numbers and this is what I want and this is how I deserve to be treated. I was a queen of comedy. So she's probably on thinks she should be Steve Harvey. I think she thinks she's definitely on the same level as Steve Harvey and and deserves all the same opportunities as him. Well, I mean, she did have her talk show, but they canceled that. And I just feel like when she got into the the film industry, whatever transpired behind the scenes, if she wanted to remain in the industry, I really feel like she should have humbled herself a little bit. If she wanted to stay there. But if you just don't give a shit about being in the film industry, then do you. Like you I, said, go people, on your tours. That's, and, a, that's the thing. When people are already popping, when she got when she got the role in Precious, she was a popping comedian. Yes, but this was her first dramatic role. Yes. Which is why it was but very that's, important. But Again, you don't, I guess, so say, let's say that, that she wants to be, keep doing dramas. Let, let's say that, that she wants to go out and keep doing dramas, that she wants to be taken serious as an actress well, and, and not always doing comedic roles. Because to me, she should still be out here doing comedic roles. Like Precious, I told you, I sat in Precious and I laughed the entire movie I know it was a very serious movie, but it was a comedy to me because, again, I believe the book. No, it's not because I didn't read the book. It's because it was fucking Monique and she threw a TV at a fat girl going down the steps. It was hilarious. Like, well, she played Precious the hell out stole of that role. A, a pack of chicken. And was I'm not saying it was street. a great story. What I'm saying oh, it was, is it was absolutely wonderful because people like, believe it or not. You might know somebody who has lived through this shit, who has been treated like this by their mother. Or, Why was it like wonderful that. though? It was a wonderful story. Like it no, was, what I'm saying you know, is, you're talking one, about the 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 funny things that were funny to you. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying it was the best story. It was a great book, and the reason why I differentiate between the book and the movie is because reading the book, Precious could barely write. Or read. So it was written the way she spoke. So you're fighting trying to read through the fact that she's just not. Damn, yo, it sounds like somebody I know. She's illiterate. That's how she writes. Like she's writing things how she pronounces them. And it's just a little more toward the struggle. You know, for her to speak it in film, it's a lot more different than actually trying to struggle through and having to reread sentences over and over. So the way the book was written was wonderful. I would love to read that. But the story was horrible. Do you have that book in the house? I do. I refuse. I will never read that book again. It was Uh heart-wrenching. It was a horrible story. I read it once. See, but you're, you're, you're saying it was a horrible story, but it was a great story. It like, was a, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. It was a horrible story. It was written wonderfully. That, well, that's what I mean. The, I think her life was horrible. Yes. But being able to portray that and bring that out, whether it be in literature or on the big screen, that was wonderful. Like, it, like more people need to see that this is how people live outside of their comfort zones 
So whenever I see things like that on the big screen, that means a lot. Like, yeah, like, you laughed the entire time because it was Monique and Precious. So, anyway, <laughs> speaking of Nia Long and Empire, Terrence Howard claims that Empire has more reach than the Cosby Show. I didn't even read that any further into that because I thought that was the dumbest. I think the perm is seeping through through his scalp and I just want to know brain. what drugs he's on. But they said perm does do things to people who use it over time because it's a chemical reaction. I read that somewhere. It might have been on like the five percent website. No, the it's black true. Israelite website. It, oh, so the, that is the true. chemical okay. combinations and the components of it. Well, every week he has a new perm, you. so this we're could not going to talk it. about that. But he said that. In 98, he had the opportunity to be on the Cosby show and he walked around and just saw how I remember that Cosby was, you know, he, he was influential. And then he said a year ago, he's walking around on the set and he realized the show was touching more people than the Cosby show. And he said it, I guess, geographically, because he's saying that it's in India, it's in Pakistan, it's in parts of Arabia and all throughout South America. I'm sure the Cosby show has been now, too. What the person actually did write was... Nigga, how many scenes from the Cosby show can you repeat verbatim? Now, how many scenes from Empire? Not one. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. I got one. Drip, drop. Okay. Drip, 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 drop. Go to hell. <laughs> no, but that's that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. Like, first of all, when do y'all shoot? How often do they shoot this show? Is it? Do you guys go in and shoot? For months at a time, or do you guys shoot one week and then come back six months later? Because this, unless this is just really poor editing, Terrence Howard would have short hair. Come back the next episode, it should be long. Come back another episode, it'll just be a little high top. You come back again, and they got a ponytail, and it's not no weave or shit. Like this shit is growing out. It's not a little lace front for TV. Like this shit, like is growing out. So you guys, I don't know how many reshoots they're doing because this. In fact, didn't we just watch an episode and multiple scenes was different haircuts? I don't want to talk about it. It's traumatic. Why don't we watch this shit? Because it's it's like a train wreck. I can't look away. I don't know what to call it. I don't know. I don't. It's know. really like it's it's like an it's a it's like a telenovela on on crack. I figured that reality TV was the new soap operas, and that's why people are invested and into them. But Empire, I don't know what that is. Empire is so far from that. Well, you know how I felt about it the first episode. I was like, once I saw that for the second time, because I'd seen Empire when it was first aired the first time a year before. And I was like, this is some bullshit. Are we I've still never, calling this a black show? I never called it a black show. I called it bullshit. Oh, okay. Like, because this definitely some... White people use it as their... I have a black friend. This is their entrance into the black community. And now they have... This is the depi- de- depiction of black people that are getting is from Empire. So oh. everybody is like cookie, dresses tacky. They don't represent me. I'm good. Talks loud and... I won't say that. Your hat keeps banging on the microphone. What are you trying to say? Your hat shouldn't bang on the microphone because I can hear it. Um, Edit it out or leave it in. Yeah, that shouldn't be white people. Is, is that who's tuned into it? White people? White people love Empire? Do they buy the soundtrack? Because I see it be available for sale and shit like that. Why are you asking me any of this? I don't, I don't know. know. Because you're an Oreo cookie and you're white on the inside. 
And you might be out there running in the street with these people. Are you asking me if I listen to Empire on Tidal? No. Okay. I've listened to some star songs on Tidal. Because the writing of their songs and the production is better. Way better. Way better. Not to say that Empires wasn't better when Timbaland was there. When Timbaland was there, the music was better. Since Dark Child took over. It's been a little different. The lyrics, because Esther Dean is writing the hell out of these songs. She's not writing all of them, though. I think, like, I've been paying attention, and I think she may have done, like, one or two. I'm like, all right, so they listed her, but she's not really working as hard as, like, when Timbaland was in there getting songs done. Well, yeah, Crack is Whack, Terrence. Mm. What else you got? Shout out to y'all niggas who still won't let Sierra and Russell Wilson be great. What they do now? Russell Wilson posted a picture of his wife and wrote, nothing better than spending time with you. You're an amazing mom, and I'm so grateful I got to spend the rest of my life with you and raising our kids. I love you. Happy Mother's Day weekend, my love. You know the that future hour, That hour You know the future hive. Listen, it's, he can say hours because... He's with that boy on a daily basis. He's yeah, he's with him on a daily basis. This is his wife. This is his other child's mother. He's taking care of little future. Like he drops the little nigga off to school. But the internet, of course, lost their minds talking about that's future's baby. But then had he done the exact opposite and said, I would be happy to spend my life with you raising my daughter and left baby future out. Future, I hope that's what I said. Oh, they would, they would, uh, they would have lost their minds. So he can't. They won't let these these people be great. Let them be corny and in love together because they're corny and they're super corny. But it's cute. Let them be corny and cute together. Stop it. This is a woman who is married to this man, and y'all called her a hoe because she was pregnant. Like that's her husband. Stop it. Quick shout out to Colin Kaepernick. He might be heading over to Seattle to be Russell Wilson's backup quarterback. That could very well happen this week. Because sports? It's either between him or what's my man that played with DC? Um, RG3. <laughs> I have a story about him for sports. Another white person? It got to be about a white woman. That's the only thing that comes up in a black woman narrative about RG3. And it's very true. Whatever you're going to bring up, it's very true. This nigga only dates the pale persuasion. Let me explain something to y'all. Nick is not that bitch that gets mad because these niggas only date white girls. Let me explain myself. Go ahead. Bring it up right now. Oh, wrong wrong song. Exactly. See? (laughs) And then you got mad at me earlier when I looked at you. Go ahead. So RG3 proposed to his side chick who he left his wife for after eight months, I believe. I didn't know that was the story, but she's definitely white. Yeah. Oh, okay. But see... That's but, my thing. RG3 is not the nigga I'm looking for. I'm sorry. But the crazy thing is about it, RG3 has made a statement in the past and said that black women did not want me. And that's fine because he's he not said, attractive. Exactly. He said, I'm like, I've never been attractive. Black women have never found me attractive. And that is fine. I'm not mad at that. But if the, you were turned there are women off, out yes. there that are definitely women, mad, oh, you need to go find your black woman. Listen, but the only black woman that's that the wants only some, That's the only pass that I've ever given Tyrese because I feel like he only dates other women because other black women. But my best friend kind of has a crush on him. I don't know why. But if, if, if these women tormented you and you have a complex because of that, 
I can't be mad at you. But RG3 is not the nigga I'd be checking for. So go ahead to the white girls. But what he it's needs, okay. What he needs to understand is that these same white women that are dating him now are also dating him for his celebrity and his money. Well, if he doesn't understand that, he's not very smart. But these are the same. But he's also not dating black women because they didn't show interest in him. But I'm sure once he got them contracts, they were showing interest in him. But he still decided... I'm going to go the white girl route. I can't be mad at that. If, you're, if you've been traumatized by something, you can't be mad. He's not... The moment RG3 goes to bash what a black needs, woman, but what he needs that's when I'll have an issue with him. But he if he says that he's it, traumatized because of these things and that his preference is something else, I can't be mad at it. What he needs to understand is that every race found him ugly and unattractive. But prior in, to the contract, but so I haven't the white read an woman article. Jumped out of, the white women care. knew he was going to be a star quarterback in college, and they was fucking with him in college. The black women just weren't fucking with him in college because you know they only white black women don't chase the nigga in college. Black women only chase niggas at the draft. Like that's when they put on their skirts and show up at the goddamn at the draft parties and at the draft events. That's when they show up in All Star Weekend. Well, let's 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 clarify some things because black women. I'm sorry, black hoes. No, some black women. You do that. That's what you'll do. You're not going to call them black hoes, and you're not going to encompass us all into one. I'm sorry. So some black women I'm, some, will chase the listen, nigga. The black hoes. No, you're not going to do that. Some black the women. black gold digging hoes. We can end this now. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm listen, I'm just putting a label on them. Some black women. The some that you're talking about, I'm just putting a label on them. No. Okay, some black women only show up to the draft. Some black women don't recruit in college. The point of the matter is, until I have not read an article where he says fuck black women. No, he hasn't said that. And that's my thing. But he's come out to say that I was unattractive there's, to black women. Listen, there's a difference between a man that bashes a black woman and a man that has a preference. And I understand his trauma. Nigga, I wouldn't like you're worth I don't know how much. You're still not on my radar cuz I'd be afraid my babies will come out looking like him. So, his preference is white girls because he's been traumatized with a black woman that he's encountered. Let that be his preference. I wish you the best. I hope you don't meet another bitch in another six months on Instagram and decide that you want to leave this one for that one now. Can I ask a sidebar question? Go ahead. Just because you know words and things like that. Did you know that, did you know that ethnicity and race are two different things? Yes. Okay. So break that down for me. No, we're not going to do that. You can Google that. No, but I have... No, no. Listen, because... Tell the people, because a lot of motherfuckers might not know, because a lot of times you'll be like, what's your ethnicity? And motherfuckers be like, I'm black. Who walks up to you and says, what's your ethnicity? Because some people don't like to use the word race. Um, A lot of people will say, what color are you? Who? What dumbass adult walks up to another adult and says, what color are you? I'm sorry. Or even just says, what What are are you? you? Yeah. Right. Y'all do y'all Googles. I'm not getting into that whole Just thing right now. Just tell me what the difference is. I'm not Because going... when I was at the doctor's office, they had both boxes. Like, my ethnicity was... Ethnicity... Take that shot. ...was Hispanic. But my race, they gave me different options. Okay. And Hispanic wasn't in it. Okay. So what's the difference? 
you can do your Googles. We're not getting into this right now. There's there's so much to go into with that. We're not doing it. We're doing a podcast. Let's inform the people. So do I am Googles. going to write it down and we're going to talk about it on the next podcast. Sure. Okay. I'm going to put it in your notes, in your notebook. You don't have access to either of those. Your notebook is right in front of me. It's right in front of me. Okay. It's not always in front of you. It's not ever in front of you. Okay. I know where to find it. Sure you do. Continue. What are you doing? I'm eating your marshmallows. Why? Because they're I'm there. Starving. Because they're there. Mm-hmm. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's going to be another topic on our shows. Eating your significant other's food just because it's there, not because you want Sip it. Sip of my goddamn drink. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. See? Comedy relates to real life. Who said it didn't? Come on, yo. What else we got? Long ass podcast. So... You know what? I don't even want to talk about that. What? There is a what hashtag. Is it? Maybe I want to talk about it. What is it? An eight-year-old committed suicide after being bullied. I don't want to talk about that. Move on. That's pretty fucked up. That's ugly to talk about after drinking tequila. Friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow. the right verse it has nothing to do with the verse it has everything to do with the title okay there you go read the highlight bear with me i'm gonna show you how to raise up out the fire like a phoenix i'm a bankhead nigga so i'm straighter than a penis (laughs) (laughs) you better rap that shit (laughs) i just wanted to pick the right verse if you try to west side i'm a nut up like semen ice got me anemic walking up in neemans and your favorite start over drop a bomb on it I'm going to show you how to raise up at the fire like a phoenix. I'm a bankhead nigga, so I'm straighter than a penis. If you try to west side, I'm a nut up like semen. Eyes got me anemic walking up in Neiman's. And every time I get a new broad, I get subpoenaed. My baby mama mad and my girl like a genie. I got racks like banks, want a stack? Red like panini, eating steaks and zucchini. With your broad in Tahiti, big ass green bikini. I don't spit on tracks. I throw up on them like bulimic. Part of my t- my high time album a problem. I love Dro. I just you know what? Atlanta niggas, Before yeah. the year is over, I'm a, I'm gonna work hard to get Dro on our show. That's absolutely possible because he's already gonna do one of the shows on the radio on the radio platform. I'm gonna try to get Dro so on the show. If we can Dro keep him afterwards to do the podcast, we will. Dro is hilarious. Um, we have a lot of access real to Real and real. I think, I think that'll be a fun show. All right, so let's open up with the story about the wonderful woman that the show is titled for. That would be Chili of TLC. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. So let me, before you go any further with the story. Sure. Because I know the story... I heard this story as I'm in my email <clears throat> preparing for I'm sorry. Let me let me interject. I apologize. I don't I really don't think Lynx is gonna go through. That's the name of another podcast, yeah. What? That's a whole nother podcast. You said you don't think Lynx is gonna what? I what's the name of the whole other podcast? Let me interject. <laughs> <laughs> let me interject. I don't think Lynx is gonna go through and edit this out. So if you hear me sniffling throughout the entire episode. Oh, absolutely. I'm not taking out your sniffles. Um Pollen in Georgia is the fucking devil. I'm dying. 
daily. So I do apologize. I'm sure at this point, Lynx is not going to go back out and mute my sniffles. But, you know, I'm, I'm dead, people. Continue. So you heard the story when? I was in my email and I was prepping for the 7 at 7 show I do throughout the week. And Shout out to Nick the Host. Shout out to Nick the Host. Um, and that one is all based on new music. So when I get an email and I see TLC, new song from TLC, I was like, oh shit, that's what's up. So, Did you really get that excited for a new song from TLC? I got excited. That's be- not featuring Left Eye? No, I got excited because it was definitely, I looked at the email thread to see how many other DJs was on there and the list wasn't very long so if like when I see things like that I know it's I know it's an exclusive Gluminati exactly (laughs) he wasn't on the email thread (laughs) Envy Envy was (laughs) there was a couple DJs on there that I saw so but I was like, oh shit, this would be a good one. First I heard the song I was like ah no I'm not playing this on my show. I'm but then I also started looking at stories that would possibly be talked about on the show that evening. And one of the first ones I saw was this one you're about to talk about. And I was like, ah, there goes this TLC exclusive. Throw this out the window. So I had a great replacement. No, I'll talk about it in a minute. TLC is on a press run because they're finally releasing the album that they stole all that money from their fans for. Um, It's about time. And they asked Chili you know, her opinion on politics and Black Lives Matter. And she responded. All lives matter. For me, all lives matter. Because there's a time when different groups are targeted for different things. Even with the police brutality against these young black boys and stuff like that. All of that kind of stuff is wrong. Even if it was a Caucasian teen kid, this is happening too. It's just not right. Now... All life, all lives matter is something that's absolutely the truth, but it's not, it's not, it's not the, the argument. Yeah, it's not the argument. It's no the, one. It's, the reason why we have to say black lives matter is because whenever a black person is killed, it is swept under the rug. It is seen as not important. And we have to scream that from the rooftops. Yes. All lives matter. No, that is not the argument, because if we are speaking as a group of humans, then yes, all lives should matter. But because we are oftentimes treated as second class citizens and less than, we've got to make sure that they're very well aware that our lives matter. So the argument is not whether or not we're not decimating another group. We're just the same way you can be pro-black and still encompass every other group, you can be pro-Black Lives Matter and understand that all lives matter. But that's not the argument. The argument is they treat us like we are less than, they kill us without repercussion, and we're supposed to stand by and take it. That's the issue. Absolutely getting worse. Absolutely getting worse. I don't... There's so many topics that we can talk about within this. I know that you're talking about chili so i don't want to jump into things that are in the purge and things like that but we're going to get into it like we don't like where america stands right now is very divided very divided and we can only blame that on topics that are in the purge so there's a hashtag going around right now called romp him have you seen that they're trying to do the rompers for men Yes, they I have want a GoFundMe. That's like, I'm tired of all this bullshit. 
I'm I'm not gonna I'm not no I'm not gonna let's move on. <laughs> Why? Because I'm being a homophobe. You are a homophobe. Move on, yo. So move you don't on. want to talk about the all in one, the onesies? No. Not at all. For men? Nope. Oh, okay. You know what? While we're on this men dressing like women thing. See, that's not what I said. That's what a romper is. Rompers are for women. Babies wear rompers. Boys wear rompers as babies. Yes, when you're an infant. It's called a onesie. No, they have rompers. I know, they got the little short set. Listen, little Uzi Vert, is that him? Have you seen the pictures going around the internet? This nigga dressed like like a crackhead auntie? I saw the photo... I thought it was just a meme. I didn't know that was him. I didn't know who Neither it was. I. I just thought it was just one of these young kids. And then I found out people kept putting Lil Uzi Vert. I said, oh, shit, that's Lil Uzi Vert. When somebody put the Maury title under it and said Sierra will have sex with as many men as she feels like it, I died. I didn't see that. I'm sure the memes have been killing him. Um, Tammy, I didn't know that it was is him. Is her name Tammy um, um, Roman? Roman? She killed that nigga. But it's very... Is that gay? The way he was dressed? Come on, be honest. I would assume so. Is that trans? No. It's not trans when you dress like a woman? No. Oh. So wait, what's trans? Transgender is somebody who believes they're the opposite of what their birth assignment sex was. So what I'm asking you, what do you believe and looking at that picture, was he? Was it a picture of a gay young man? Was it a picture of... You said he's not trans. He didn't look trans to you. No, I didn't say that at all. Okay. Trans has nothing to do with the way you dress. Okay, so what did it look like to you? It looked like a dude wearing women's clothing. And a dude wearing women's clothing to you means what? That maybe he's gay. Okay. I don't know. Um, I don't listen. That's not to... fa- that wasn't fashion though, because even if a girl but... was dressed like that, that would not be considered fashion. If if I seen a girl dressed the way he was dressed, I would still think, "Look at this crackhead little auntie." I mean, I don't think any of these guys dressing in women's clothing, him young thug. I don't, but it's celebrated when it's them, like when young thug wore whatever dress on his album. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is, but. It's a future of rap, babe. Fuck you. I don't believe that. Um, I really don't believe that because with. So why would you say it? With, um, because that's what people say, that this is the future and these are what the kids are into. Uh, us as adults, we did the same thing when our, you know, we rebelled when our parents said our music was trash too. And you dress like a girl? No. So let's reword that. I said we rebelled. You said we did the same thing. As in rebelling. I don't think this is rebelling. They're grown. Lil Uzi Vert is not instilling his mother's house, is he? Even even still. No, Lil Uzi Vert. Well, I'm sure that they're still not in the same house. I'm sure he's on tour everywhere. What I'm saying is he's not young enough to be rebelling. You, You stop rebelling when... He's still young. I don't even think he's 21. Um, but 
we called our music was called corny by our parents. Nah, pa- our parents didn't call it corny. They called it trash. Trash. It it's corny. the same shit. Like, what it's do you mean? Like, we call this trash. Right. I don't. I, I've never heard a parent refer to hip hop as corny. Okay, so you're being literal. What I'm saying is, no, I'm taking your words for what they actually mean. Yeah, you're being literal. That's called being literal. No, it's <laughs> it's taking. What am I supposed to do? Infer w- what you meant? Again, so. They called it trash. We're doing the same thing to these kids' music. We're calling it trash, correct? Sure. He's 22. He's not rebelling against anything. He's grown. Okay. We're still, we're, we're still calling it trash the same way our parents called our music trash. I'm not saying we have to accept it because, again, a lot of our parents did still never accepted rap as a great art form. Even R&B, they didn't accept the new R&B that was coming out. They still stuck with their R&B that they liked. No, I won't say that. Your mother listened to new R&B? Yeah. What about rap? Um, if it was on in the car, she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't lose her mind. I mean, I, I did have her spit in Kim lyrics by the time I was a senior in high school. So there's that. But that was also in the day and age where videos were very important. So if I was watching the video every day, she would see it. But she definitely, she evolved a little bit. But. She's still a little bit old school, though. I, like, again, I'm not agreeing that all this shit is dope. It's not for us, though. It absolutely, absolutely isn't for us. I'm we can't keep getting upset about who it's for. Like, if this is what these kids want to listen to, they can go ahead. But what I do know is that they are not the ones out there winning. It's being made out for them to, to, for people to think that they're the ones winning. You got J. Cole, Wale, all these people out here spitting real bars and, and getting in touch with the people. Nas... Chris Brown just put out a new song featuring Nas. When you listen to it, whenever you get it, well, you know what? It hasn't been put out. It's one of those songs that's sitting in my email that was leaked. That shit is dope. They're talking about what's going on in society. And, you know, oppression brings great art. So I wish these kids would feel the oppression. But they know most people say, oh, well, we can't do that in the club. Let them make the music for the club. You can't do what in the club? We can't rap about oppression in the club. We can't talk about what's going on in these streets in the club, which is, to me, I do believe that. I don't go to the club, so I will listen to everybody who's not partying for the club. The J. Coles, the Wale's, the the game. Let me ask you a question. Why isn't game ever talked about in when we have the top 10 rapper conversations? I honestly feel like people took size in the G unit beef. Would you put him in your top ten? Top ten? Top ten, not Definitely. top five. Okay. Like I listen to game all the time and that question for the first time came to me like yesterday. I went back and I'm listening to nineteen ninety two again. I'm like, man, these are great fucking stories. And 
like just story wise alone like you can picture everything that's in the story and that's what i like to hear from rap on g unit would you put him at two or three on g unit itself i'll put him at one really because i would say that too so would banks be two yeah (laughs) okay wait uh no banks would be number three so 50 would be two yeah 50 would be number two i feel like if i had to pick on g unit yeah I feel like for me it would be um game Banks and then fifty. Banks is dope, but fifty with the way he was rapping back then, the way he was putting together songs, the things that he was talking about. I just was feel dope. like lyrically for me. Even lyrically For me. With the yeah, for you. The way fifty did the song My Buddy, I love shit like that. Everybody can rap about their gun. Everybody can make a song and use the word gun and all that. But when you do a song called My Buddy and you rap about a gun throughout the entire song and you can put all these different metaphors, that just that shows that you have a certain type of skill. So. That's interesting. Okay. So I would definitely put 52nd and then Lloyd Banks. Lloyd Banks is still dope. Where would you put Tony Ayo? I wouldn't. Where would you put Young Buck? I don't know any Young Buck songs. Oh, Young Buck can rap, though. Young Buck can definitely rap. I, that's why I'm not a bank. That's why I'm not a hater, though. Mm-hmm. I can't place him because I never listened to anything else. What about else. Maserati Fox? Who was that? Exactly. <laughs> what about 40 Glock? I had a car named 40 Cal. I don't... I, stop. I don't know. I wasn't the biggest G Who named your car? Your brother? I did. And why'd you name it 40 Cal? Because I knew it was associated with hip-hop. I don't know who the fuck it is. I just Dipset, knew that. Yeah. I just, I named my car I'm 40 I'm going to show you some hip-hop shit later. No, just because you'll see, you'll see who 40 Cal is. And I knew it. I heard it and I needed my car to be associated with hip-hop. So the calibers, it say, was a caliber. You're going to say, why is my husband in this video? It was a caliber. So I was just like, yeah, that's, it's 40 Cal. That was that. Um, oh, wait, the caliber was called? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You got it. My brother was like, you got to name it. And I had to think about it. I was like, yeah, 40 Cal. That was the name of the car. I didn't. I only named one. No, I named two cars. But I had a Grand Prix named Bessie. Okay. So I have a new, <laughs> um, have a new segment. It's called You're Still a Nigga in the Benz. And this is dedicated to the stories that, I don't even want to say that they're unlikely, but, you know, black folk bettering themselves in life, in life, and still being treated like niggas. So there was a woman that flew American Airlines that purchased a ticket for herself and a white friend. When they when they approached the gate, they told the black woman that her seat had been reassigned to the back of the plane and let the white woman stay in first class. The black woman decided to ignore her seat assignment because the plane was the plane had already been boarded and was still half full. So there was room in first class. They still told her to get to the back of the plane. She's asking questions. They won't answer her. Her white friend asked the question. They're giving her all the answers. So the white woman decides, I'm leaving first class. I'm going to go sit in the back of the plane with my friend. Flight attendants walk through and they see people that are sitting together. They don't have to be sitting together. Like, let's say there's a, let's say there's a window seat, a middle seat, and the aisle seat. They're walking past people who are literally sitting like side by side in the middle seat and the aisle seat. Mm-hmm. They walk to the white woman, the black woman, and said, 
They told the white woman she could move to another seat because she didn't have to be smushed in together. Basically doing everything in their power to make her, to move, make her move and be away from this black woman because they couldn't believe mm-hmm. that she was traveling with her. So the white woman decided to address American Airlines on Twitter. And of course, immediately, they're like, oh my gosh, share your story. What happened? Kilo, calm your nerves. I know racism makes you angry, but stop. He so pick. he, pun intended, mm-hmm. good job. So the white woman's telling, you know, American Airlines what happened. And she basically told them that they're ignoring the cardholder because the woman had an American air, the black woman had an American Airlines um, credit card. And she was the one who upgraded the tickets. She bought her friend's ticket and upgraded them to first class because of points or I don't know. But every time the black woman tried to get answers, they ignored her. Treated her like a nigga in the bins. What do you think about that? Kilo. I understand the segment. I'm just going. No, I'm asking what you think about the story. Oh, it's fucked up. Give me another one. That's it? It's just fucked up? Oh, no. I think these you should, you should do as, oh, just point. as a list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, next up, we have a woman who purchased an SUV, and she was switching her tags out, and an off-duty police officer pulled his gun out on her and did not allow her to provide proof of insurance. That's pretty fucked up. It's very fucked up. Like, that's really fucked up. Coming from somebody who has stolen some license plates before, I wouldn't want no gun. Like, you don't pull no gun out on me. But this lady actually purchased this vehicle. That's pretty fucked up. I don't understand why we always have to revert back to your criminal days and why it's always apples and oranges because you are actually committing a crime. So for you to sit up here and say, well, I didn't deserve to have a gun pulled on me. Nigga, you're committing a crime. No, but what I'm saying is, if I don't think a gun should be pulled on me, this woman didn't do anything. If anything, he should have helped her put this license plate on. But it's all right now because it's all white. Okay, James Evans. <laughs> that's what the hell you just sounded like. Um, lastly, we have two twin teens in Boston. Who go to a wonderful charter school. Named Maya and Deanna Cook. Um, they're being raised by white parents in Boston and they were given detention and told they couldn't participate in their school sports after spring break if they returned wearing braids in their hair. And the parents said that it unfairly targets black kids. They also were not being allowed to go to prom too. I read that in other articles. I have to read that. But I know you won't state it unless you read it, but I have it. You have it. Don't shake your phone at me not showing me the goddamn story. Okay. But you have to hear prom too, so I'll show you. I don't have to hear anything, but you keep throwing that in there, so I'm not going to report on it until I get facts. Okay. Um, Now, you and I discussed this very briefly earlier in which I specifically said you've got to be careful when you're enrolling your kids in these type of schools. If, if they're in a private school or a charter school, you've got to pay attention to the wording and the guidelines and the handbooks that are given to you because the school issued a statement saying that its policies foster a culture that emphasizes education rather than style, fashion, or materialism. And the policy on hair extensions is consistent with and a part of the educational environment. So... The wording, and if they'd read it, they could have at that point said, 
I don't want my kids going here. Because you're, unless you're planning on fighting the rules and regulations from the beginning, you're placing your kids in, an, in a situation, in an institution where they're going to have to consistently fight. Um, with me, we've had the conversation. It's about education with me and their hair should not be a fucking topic. I agree. However, comma. I understand that it's written. And I know for a fact with you, there's no, and I'm talking about you in particular, there's no argument there anymore because this was written and you should have already made the decision. This is not where I want my kids to go because if that's I, a problem, I read this yeah, already. If, if that's a problem, you have a choice. Your child does not have to go to that charter school. Excuse me. And if you feel like it's a great school and you need your child to go there... But I also read it. I also saw it, and it was yeah. You're right. It was pretty strict. Like the fact that they measured how big a braid can be. It wasn't a braid, and they, it said that it wasn't hair shouldn't stand more than two inches high. It hair wasn't braids. Hair shouldn't stand more than two inches. It shouldn't high. be two inches in thickness. It it had nothing to do with the braids. It was hair. Period. Two inches in thickness. What's that like a high top? Listen, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like what I'm how, saying how do you, is, well, well, how you're, do you, you're how relating they, it so to braids. Give me. Give me I'm uh, telling you how it's written. Two inches wide. That to me, that's a braid or something. Like okay. Like I like I, I'm trying to picture a hairstyle that would be more than two inches. But extra when, long hair or hair more than two inches in thickness or height. So is wait, not Becky allowed. cannot have long hair if it's extra long. What is considered extra long? I don't know. That is up to the discretion of the school. Again, which is why you have to read these things before putting your child in that position. Like, I don't think people read all the bylaws of schools then prior that's to that, signing. Then that's then you have no you you have no fight. This is pertaining to I your know, kids. Listen, we can sit up here and talk you, about I iTunes, iOS, and I, know you don't I agree, agree to all of everything. But I know you don't. I know you don't agree with this. But the way you sound, like it's no. Okay don't tell me how I sound. No, I, I'm, I apologize. I know you don't agree with this, but your argument is that they should have read it. It's almost their fault. Like no, don't put words in my mouth. I use words how they're supposed to be. According to you, I'm literal. I say things how I mean. Okay, them. so you said it then. It's the parents' fault for no, not reading No, I did not the... say no. I did not say that. So stop putting words in my mouth. I didn't say it's their fault for not reading it. I said prior to enrolling their children in this curriculum, they should have read these guidelines and decided whether or not they wanted their kids to be in this situation. You have black kids. You know, at some point you're gonna braid their I that do, child's hair. I do want to commend the parents. There's so many times I see white parents with these black adopted kids and they don't know what to do with these kids here. They did a great job. I don't commend them. Why? If you're going to adopt black kids, then you need to commit to making sure you're, that you're absolutely right. They did a great job. Their parents. There's a lot I'm of white patting, parents who what, are here. Your, 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 your great friend, Chris Rock, said, what am I doing patting you on the back for being a goddamn father? That's your responsibility. There's a lot of people who are not doing that, not taking that. You know, they don't know what to do, so they just leave it alone. They'll try to do the same things they do. And to then their I'll condemn hairs. them, but I'm not gonna. Com I'm not going to congratulate you for being the parent that you should be to these kids that are not your ethnicity. Listen, for all you other white people out here ad adopting black kids, learn from them. They're doing something right. 
Find out where they're taking these kids to go get their hair done. Unless mom is doing them, she looked on YouTube and found out how to braid hair, and she's sitting in the house doing micros by herself. But back to the original story, because you're not going to put words in my mouth. Never did I say it was the parents' fault for these girls being given detention. What I'm saying is, as a parent, it is your responsibility. You're not just going to enroll your child in any place because nowadays you can't trust motherfuckers. So you have to be very careful in what it is. And when you're enrolling your kids in these private schools and charter schools, you know that there are a lot of rules in conjunction with them. So you've got to read that and make sure, especially if you have a black child, you've got to make sure that the rules aren't going to unfairly target them. Again, I know for a fact that these white parents probably enrolled these kids in the school thinking they were doing something good for these students. Right. I mean, for, the, for for their children. Listen, let's give them a bit of life. Let's send them to this white school. They're going to be all right. They're not. I don't know. 50% of the population of the school is black. I thought you said it was a white school. I never said it was a white school. Oh Well, it's a charter school. I believe that it's not a white school. So it's not a private. It's, I guess people look at charter schools like private schools, but they're not. They're just differently funded. But either way, I don't think these girls should be punished. I looked at the pictures. Their hair looked neat. They're, I don't give a shit. I, don't, I really don't care if somebody comes to school with nappy hair. They're coming to learn and they're out there doing their work and they're performing the right way in class. That should not be anything that matters. Again, if you're going a into a situation go into a school preparing two different to shoes. take down, if you're going into a situation preparing to take down the entire administration and to dismantle all the rules, then by all means, go ahead and do it. But if you didn't do your due diligence and make sure that this wasn't going to unfairly target your child, at this point, it's kind of moot. All right. It's unfair. They shouldn't be treated this way. But as a parent, it's your responsibility to make sure that you're doing things in the best interest of your children. I've said it before. I don't think people read all into all that stuff because you know what? You probably don't even get those bylaws to the kid comes home with them with the rule book the first day of school. I'm sure there's not a handbook handed it to parents when you enroll. There are websites. Kid. You don't have to get the physical handbook. There are websites. So if you're enrolling your child there, I'm pretty sure that you can get an overview of what the rules are. It is 2017. Uh, okay, say that. Okay, I'm old. Why do I have to say, say that I'm, it's 2017? Everything is on the internet. I'm sure you can get a physical copy, but I'm pretty sure that that's also accessible. Online. So you're saying do the research on the school first before you even go visit? No, I, I didn't say that. Why are you why are you consistently trying to put words but in my mouth? But go online. But you, let's, before let's, you enroll your children, do your research. I didn't say you have to do your research before you visit. Where did you get that from? See if you're even interested in visiting the school. See if they're... Where did you get that from? I put words in your goddamn mouth. Okay, stop. If you're it's not interested, that, why would you go visit? Again, I think those are rules that go home with the kids once the kids are enrolled. I don't think that the, all the rules are constantly put online. I'm and pretty sure. Schools. We're not talking about most schools. We're talking about this charter school. Okay. So you can pull up the rules? I don't know. I said I'm pretty sure. You're pretty sure, but you haven't. But most parents don't know that. 
why would they not know that? If you've researched enough to put your child in a charter school especially, as opposed to a public school, you've done some research. Especially about hair. It has nothing to do. It has everything to do with the rules. It has nothing to do with hair. I don't understand why we keep you in sidetracked. Most people don't look at the rules of the school. Most parents say this is a good school. Go to school. No. What? Most parents say if you this no, is a good that school, I don't believe go that. to school. If you've decided that you don't want your child to go to public school and you want an alternative, which is charter or private, you've done some sort of research. Yes, but you don't go with part of the research that you do. It's not the rules. You go. You don't the know research that, that most parents that. do is, is what are the outcomes of the students coming out of the school? You don't know that. Say that. So say that. Say that's something you would do. What I'm saying is, most parents when they go into to go register, their you don't kid know for that. School, what do they're you, looking where, at. Where are your numbers the, coming the, from? Most there, parents. Where the, are your numbers coming? Where from? are your numbers coming from? I'm not giving you numbers. I said it's the responsibility of the parent to do so. But, I'm not giving you numbers. Saying, You're telling me most parents. What I'm saying. Where are you parents, getting that from? People look at. Where are you getting that from? I'm I'm getting it from most from parents that I know. When you look at stuff like that, people look and say that I want to get my child into a good school where they're going to get a good education, where kids are. How getting do they know they're getting a good education? Because, because they've they done some at, sort of research. Because they, but correct? What, yes, they're not going and doing research on the rules of the school. It's not my fault that these people aren't doing their due diligence. Again, yes. I know that you would look it up as in to case, do with me. In case as you ever had to, to go through any arbitration in the future. Did but, you just say I will end it right now? Arbitration? Why? Because I want to make sure that I go through all of the avenues that I think are necessary to make sure that my child doesn't have to deal with shit like this later on. Yes. I know that you would do that That's to fine. make sure that you are not and liable I'm not saying or your that child most isn't parents liable do for it. anything they I'm not do. saying that most parents do it. I'm not saying that most parents don't do it. What I'm saying is it is the responsibility of that parent to do that research. All right. All right. Most parents aren't doing that. You going to continue? Because I can hit you back with it's their responsibility. You want to go back and forth? No. I'm not. Okay. Because you're not going to get the last word on this. Because I don't know where your All numbers right. of well, most parents are coming from. Again, if those girls are going to school every day, doing their work, and being focused on being great students, their hair should not fucking matter. I agree. However, comma, their parents agreed to abide by the rules when they enrolled them there. The parents probably didn't know those rules. That's not their fault, nor is it mine. It's not my problem. Oh, say that. Say it's not this. You said it's not their fault. It's, it's not, not the, the kids' fault. fault. No, it's not the kids' fault. Now they're in a situation as black women that have to I'm live with white sure parents. The, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure the kids were given those rules. Yes, but they're teenagers. The so, parents are responsible for sending those kids to school, which means it's their responsibility. The kids that do you not think? The kids are somewhat responsible for not saying, oh, well, we're not supposed to wear these braids. They can say it or they what teenager are you really relying on? And what adult like just because the person is an adult doesn't think they like doesn't mean that they go out and read every line in a rule book. But that's we pertaining live in, to we your live kids. In, in a condo townhouse. We didn't read every goddamn byline. In I there. did. So you knew that our color, our curtains were supposed to be a certain color before somebody came over here and said something to us. No, I knew that we had a shade on the window so it didn't matter. And then the shade came down. So I didn't pay attention to that. But you knew that the curtains I read it. So you didn't... I remember when they came over and said that and you said, where in the bylaws does it say because that? Because I that, wanted to make and, sure that I went, went to that went specific place. Yes. But I read the bylaws. Just because you didn't do it 
Has nothing to do with me. I read them. When she said that, I knew exactly where to go on my copy of the bylaws. And I went and I read it. All right. What's next? I'm sorry, little black girls. That was intense. So in this week's segment of the purge election year, Trump gave Russia all the keys and security codes. He's a dumb. And we're going to die. He's a pillow talking ass motherfucker. He is going to spill all the beans to the whoever's putting that dick in his butt. Like, and Russia right now is the one putting the dick in there. So he's going to give them all the information. And the shit that he that he leaked, it it had to do with ISIS and their different attacks that they can take on people's computers, right? I did not read that. What I read was he said that he gave them information pertaining to ISIS so that they could set their security game up. I didn't get that in depth, so you could be correct. I just don't know. Um, to me, this is not something that you give to. Russia alone, this is something, if this is what it is, and, you know, they we have the intel showing that this is what ISIS has planned, this is something you take to United Nations and you let all the nations know this is what so-and-so has planned. You don't do a backdoor, and it's not about... It's not about having well, secret information. It's I don't think it was classified. what ISIS had planned. Like you said the first time, it was the potential attacks. And so I, I agreed with you until you said this is what so-and-so has planned because that's not what he gave Well, me. this if this is the different types of things that they have planned to do, that's something you share with the United Nations. That's not like, why keep it to the United States and Russia only? Well, a European country actually came forward and they asked to be kept um, anonymous because he was speaking without um, permission, basically saying that they may stop sharing their intel with the United States for fear that he's going to share it with Russia. Yeah. So come now on in come on down just, impeachment like yeah we're just losing allies yeah this impeachment shit is taking way too long way too long we already we're in the middle of this bullshit with with him giving up classified information we got the whole shit with with comey like you fire a motherfucker just because he's investigating you that is unjustified like a motherfucker come on down impeachment Um, Maxine Waters had to let motherfuckers know who she was and where they were when a heckler tried to come in on her speech in Inglewood and they politely escorted his old ass with his cell phone. Cause I didn't see, I only saw the one person that was the one clip I saw, but he had his cell phone ready to incite a riot by his goddamn self. I like Maxine and Waters she was she like, she was like, nah, nigga, he's in Inglewood. You can't do that in Englewood. Yeah. She let niggas know. Yo, she actually used those words that, you know where you at? <laughs> like, I I really did appreciate that. I like Maxine Waters. She sounds like a auntie at a cookout. Yeah, I don't like her when she's angry. I just like when, her period. Like, even when not just a regular the cookout. kids, she, she, she says, oh, the young kids, the millennials, they're teaching me to stay woke. Like, she just, she's here for all of it, and I love her for it. She sound like 
somebody who did not belong at the barbecue showed up and she had a little bit to drink and she was going to let them know you don't belong here. She was still eloquent in that speech, though. Yes. I like Maxine Waters. I didn't um, know much about her till now, though. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are getting to know people because of the state that we're in with politics. And we are getting really familiar. With We've got to be, we, in the words of the young people, we've got to stay woke because a lot of this shit is going to affect us. And if we're not paying attention, then we're literally just susceptible to whatever it is that they dole out upon us. Did you know a lot of the people in Barack's um, administration when he was in office? No. You just knew him and the vice president? Oh, what, do you mean... No, I knew Rob, Rahm Emanuel. What I knew, was his position? I kind of want to say he was the Surgeon General, and he resigned well, and went Secretary back to Chicago. Hillary. All right. Who was the... Um, who was uh, um, Chief of Staff? Valerie... Somebody. I, I, but I'm asking these questions and it, and it takes thought. Like, we know these things now because the people who are in there are piece of shits. Like, no, I knew it Jeff while he Sessions. was there. We know Ryan. We know uh, I knew those things Gorsuch. while Barack was in office because it was a lot of people of color. And it was, it, along with the, the black president, he had a black cabinet and mm -hmm. administration and it was just beautiful. So I knew certain things. Um, I have to know these things about the Trump administration because I've got to know how it's going to affect me. Yes, Kilo, I, I know you don't like Trump. I... Yeah, I'm so invested. Like, I think I pay more attention to my political podcast now that I listen to on a regular basis more than the shit that I used to love to listen to. Basically, all the ratchet shit. All that shit Kilo. gets um, pushed to the backside just so I can listen to my daily news, things that are going on in politics. But it's a lot of bullshit. I want to give a quick fuck you to... Can we, fuck you. Fuck you. Can we do another reading? Fuck Don't you want to do another reading, Reading Rainbow? Fuck you. Yeah, see fuck that? You. That's a good one you're doing it now. Fuck you. To Jeff Sessions. Fuck you. Fuck you, you piece of shit, motherfucker. You are really, you really just bought us back to Reagan era, Reaganomics with the, we're right back in Reagan era when we're talking about mass incarceration, the shit you, you got out, you're telling the prosecutors to do. You want people to prosecute people to the fullest extent of the law for little minor infractions and all. Get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. You piece of shit. I just wish we had snipers that really did work. Okay, well... Like we're we're it's ridiculous. I, I'm somebody should shoot you. All right. Well, the next somebody should um, shoot him. Somebody should shoot Gorsuch. Somebody should shoot. Um, I was about to say Matt Ryan, but no, he's a football player. What's his name? Ryan. I'm Get, not. I'm not contributing to this at all. <laughs> Somebody's got to carry on the Gonzalez legacy. Won't be you. Oh, we gotta get some kids around here that have a legacy. Like when I when you die, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, because Kilo's not outliving me. Goddamn it. He is though. 
So some piece of shit immigration agent tried to question a fourth grade grader at school in Queens and the administration turned him away because he didn't have a warrant. Fuck you to Trump too. Everybody gets a fuck you. That's that's ridiculous. Why would you come and question a fourth grader? Were you, what were you going to ask them? Where's your mommy and daddy? Yeah, that's, that's like what they would have asked them. And that's why when all that shit came out with the ban and all and, and early on in the administration, they put these rules in order so that and they couldn't go into the school. Shout and out ask to de Blasio because he definitely stood up and stood up strong and said that when Trump was saying, oh, we're going to cut your funding. He decided, no, I'm still going to be a sanctuary state and I'm still going to stand up for my people and everything else. So That's a great thing. I'm glad they didn't let him in. Um, I don't know how they stopped them, though. How do you stop them? How do you stop police officers and ICE agents? You, you can tell them you can't do like you've got to know your rights. And if you're an American citizen and this shit at a school, in Queens at that. <laughs> if you're an American citizen at the school and they're sitting there trying to talk to a child and you are a natural born American citizen, you can fight them. You can say, where's your warrant? I mean, what are they going to do? Snatch a child out your hands? Because at that point, it becomes a bigger issue. I just know that most people back down to police and things like that. Well, so, I'm glad that whomever turned them away, I'm glad that they understand that their job is to protect those children. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad about that. You know, that that wasn't the time to stand down. No, because this child right. this child would have had no defense and then it would have been an entire family dismantled because of this bullshit. That was handled wonderfully. Motherfuckers in Queens might not be able to stop a fight in the bathroom, but they can sure stop the police from coming in and questioning some kids. Good job, guys. I wonder if the police security guard had something to do with stopping them, too. Well, I'm sure they had their own... I'm sure they had cops on duty. What? I'm sure the school on... I'm sure the This is an elementary was, school. It's rare elementary schools have security guards and... Every... They all since have... Since when? I know I had a goddamn cop I didn't in have my a cop at my school in elementary school. Or the motherfucker was Or there. junior well, high school. Well, you know what? He was high school... There. The cop was there at certain times of the day. He was there during. In but the you, morning, I mean, you know, playing feeling shit. No, yeah. In the morning, in the afternoon, and always during lunch. Like so, the cop would be there just to make sure. I guess just to make sure for safety, as far as people driving in and out and things like that. But there was always a cop there coming in at a school. I didn't have a a cop at my elementary school or my junior high school. Metal detectors wasn't popping big back then either, right? Mm-mm. But I, I think, I don't know if my brother's school, his high school had a um, metal. metal detector, but nah, elementary school, there was no need for a cop. Okay. Um, the last story I have is about a Democratic National oh, Committee member. What, what age did you start cutting school? I never cut school. Okay. Continue. I left campus um, against the rules because... When you say campus, I'm sure that's a high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine started in elementary school. You're just a delinquent. That's that's pretty fucked up. I'm thinking back at it now. I was going to say what? But I'm thinking you about a delinquent? it. No. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about what age you are when you're in elementary school. I'm saying that's pretty fucked up for you to be leaving school at that age. Pretty much. 
I would just when I didn't want to. I, I was I such a nerd to the store with everybody with all the kids. I would go to the bodega in the morning. So would I, because we had to pass it to get to school. Yeah, in elementary school. And then when all the kids went to school, I made a U turn. I hit the streets. When I did, I was such a nerd that when I didn't want to go to school in high school, I literally said to my mother, "I don't feel like going to school today." And she's like, "All right, well, I'll see you later." Because she knew, like, there was never a reason for me to be like, I don't want to go to school. So if I just didn't feel like it, I was an A B student. You didn't want to work nights at the time? No. In high school? No. So how did you text her and say you don't feel like going to school? You got to school and then No. I would be at home. She'd be getting ready. I'm like, I don't feel like it today. And she's like, all right. So you would shoot your mother a text in the she house? She would be in the house. I would say, I don't feel like going to school today. Oh, I thought you said you you text her. I don't know where you're getting this from. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I heard. I don't know why I heard I said that. I was such a nerd. That I would tell my mother. Oh, okay, you tell her. I, I don't. I heard text. I'm like, why would you text your mother? Like, okay. But. No, I was a nerd. Like, there was never a reason for me not to want to go to school because I did my work. You're still a nerd. Don't say was. Well, no. While I was in school, I admit to being a nerd. I don't have a problem with that. What I'm saying is, while I was in school and I was a real, real nerd, I would I'm tell my to mother. Get my nerd on. I would tell my mother, like, yo, I don't feel like it today, and she'd be like, all right, well, I'll see you later. It wasn't that big of a deal. So, but the last story I have is about a Democratic National Committee staffer who was shot and killed in July in what was reported to be a robbery. His name was Seth Rich. It's a white guy. However, his phone, keys, wallet, and $2,000 necklace weren't stolen. So the police are saying that it was a botched robbery. Hmm. They're actually trying to say that it was an inside job by the government. Because he was caught talking to WikiLeaks before his death. So, I don't know if they felt that he was going to be another Snowden. You on your conspiracy theory shit. I like it. Mm, I'm... I like it. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Subscribe, yo. I don't think it's... Subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. This has some, some validity behind it. Because we know how the U.S. is with the whole WikiLeaks thing. So I can, you know, if you want to call it a conspiracy theory, fine. But this has a little more proof. And the fact that all his shit was on him and he was still murdered. They set that nigga up. He wasn't no robbery. So, you know, the police department and the FBI are now involved. And it's just... It's it's very interesting. The family hired a private investigator. He thinks that it was an inside job. And this white man is going to get justice. Um, I'm sure he's not. I'm positive he's not. Because if you're saying what it was, they're going to sweep this shit under a rug. Well, they've already swept it under a rug, which is why. Give him his shit back. They're going to sweep it deeper under a rug. Give him his shit back. He'll get it after the podcast. Don't talk to him like that. He's podcast is over. Give him his There's shit so back. There's so much squeaking going on. He's angry. He's got a, he's got a lot to be mad about. Salon voice or right. tweet voice. For all of my listeners. His listeners. L- yes, my listeners. I'm, I'm making a, an attempt to do a lot more reading. And I think you guys should do should do so as well. And when I say reading, I mean physical books instead of the iPad, the Kindle. You don't or, do iPad or I don't, Kindle. Or even you audio, do audiobooks. audiobooks. But at least I do the audiobooks. But it's um 
I'm trying to get into the habit of that. Not just even if I do decide to do more audiobooks, it's just honestly just reading more often. But I guess it's not considered reading if you're just listening to it all the time. But we decided that we're going to take out that. And my wife is going to help me. I'm going to do a half hour a day like a child. Because sometimes you have to start small. Do a half hour a day just reading before sleep. That's a sleep. lot. And when you're not used to reading, that's a lot. So I'm not going to say, yeah, when you are literally just focused on reading, you're not on your phone, we're not watching television. So I'm not going to say like a child. Like, you know, you give kids five to 10 minutes here and then you increase it. 30 minutes is a lot when you're not used to it. Like What's shit, when we, were, when we were doing it the other night, I was pissed because I got into a good part of Charlemagne's book and I was like, but damn, 30 minutes, you know. I, I still want to read. I went past 30 minutes, though. Not far. Oh, maybe a minute or two. Right. Because so. I'm not going to not finish the page. Like, who does that? That's some savage shit for you to just stop exactly at 30 minutes. How you go? I don't have a bookmark as it is, so because I don't read. I don't do the book thing. So how would I know what line I really stopped on? So now I got to start this whole page again? Fuck you. I'm not a savage, so I'm going to finish the page. Right. Um... What's the name of the book I'm reading right now? 1984 by George Orwell. Okay. That's what I'm reading right now. 1984 by George Orwell. I'm going to need for you to know that. And the reason why I'm reading this book right now is because my wife told me this is a great book, especially when they're talking, because they're talking about Big Brother. And she knew this is something I would be into. There is... So much description in this goddamn but book. But you always complain about not being able to escape into this magical world. So he's describing but everything so you can escape. Dis- but no, but he's describing way too much. I he almost, is describing the littlest things. And I'm like, and this is like, what, six pages in? I'm like, oh my God, if we don't get to the goddamn bulk of this story instead of every description. But I'm I'm staying focused. I'm I reading almost it. bought animal farm today excuse me um which is also written by george orwell i've heard of that book as well and i've never read it and it's a very short read um hopefully it'll be there when i get back but i almost bought that today and i didn't um charlemagne's book is actually really good i'm actually almost finished i probably should be finished by the next podcast and then i'm gonna I'm take it from there I might have to put down 19. No, you're not going to put down. You're going to finish that first and then you will start Charlemagne. You book. told me that. If you're not enjoying it, okay, you yeah, can if stop not, it. Yeah, if but I'm you're not, not going to start Charlemagne's book just because I'm finished it. No, no. If I'm not enjoying it. And I will be honest with you if I'm not enjoying something. But right now, I like I said it to you, I said. It's right very now. early. It's very early. You That's why I'm sticking with it. But if I get to page 20 and this nigga no, still describing 20, the lampshade, I'm going to choke the shit out of George to, Orwell. No. First of all, he's kind of dead. Secondly, you've got to get to at least page 40 or 60. 20 pages in, you're still not getting into the bulk of the story. You've got to give it time. Listen, I, I listened. I was about to say I read. Damn, what the fuck is the name of the book? Um, what is, I can't even remember the writer's name, but it was, um, oh, The New Jim Crow. The New Jim Crow was an awesome book, and right off the description, even at the beginning, her describing the book was- Because you were listening to it. But even if this, if George Orwell did an audio book before he passed, what year did he pass? I don't know. I'm just making sure that it was still, there was recording then. 
um it was it was it still would have been bad like you like you took that much time to describe these little things it's a very old book same thing with michael gladwell great malcolm damn what i say michael Malcolm Gladwell, he describes everything great too, though, but but he doesn't do it in that form. Like it's a totally different book. Okay, the New Jim Crow is based off of fact and what's going on. Okay, so nineteen eighty four fiction. Gladwell books is all. Yeah, you so can't. We got any of those type of books in the house because we, we're building a little library for you. When I, I have a library built already, you're physically building me. I said, we're, so do we have any of those type of books that? You su- you can suggest to me and to the listeners. Um, I'm gonna suggest to the listeners Malcolm Gladwell book, either The Tipping Point, Outliers. What's another one I really like? What Shit, the any dog one of saw? The, huh? What the dog saw? No, I didn't read that. Hmm. What's that? What's that one about? I haven't read that. Listen, just go pick up a Malcolm Gladwell book. You're gonna learn something. The New Jim Crow was an awesome book. And there's another one that I listen to. I can't remember titles. But that's it. That's my advice. Let's just start reading more. You got anything else, Nick? Feed me. Look what time it is. Feed me. I'm about to eat honeydew melon for dinner. People, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys welcome welcome us back with open arms. If not, I fully understand. If not, if not, right management. If not, fuck yeah. And also, if you guys do enjoy the podcast, tell somebody else to listen to the podcast. Let's grow the show a little more. Put so that on way, your Instagram, so I know it's real. I'm a hundred percent positive. If Nick looks at the numbers and sees how much they're growing, she will be excited to do this more. You're not going to keep throwing me under this bus. I'm not unexcited to do the show i've been traveling i've been recovering from more i've been recovering from hangovers you know it takes a lot longer to recover when you get older and you just haven't wanted to on certain days but don't sit up here and act like i'm not excited to do the show because i've had topics for weeks and i've had to toss an entire episode of topics because we just missed so much time and they weren't relevant anymore i'm out